Hello, and welcome to Creative Emotions. I'm your host, Alex Lee, and on this episode, we'll be talking about disappointment. Now, let's be honest. No one likes to be disappointed, and nobody wants to disappoint others, especially people close to us. But we've probably experienced it in our lives once or twice, or maybe even a couple times. However, when it comes to episodes with negative emotions, it's always a good idea to listen with an open mind. Because what I've learned from my negative experiences helped me understand why did it hurt so much and change them to the strong-minded individual I am today. That being said, enjoy our new audio setup and let's learn about this emotion together. Alrighty, Cedric, how are you, my man? Good, uh, Alex. Uh, I'm a little bit still sick, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm. I think I'm on the mend. I'm on the recovery. So hopefully, in the next time that we do the podcast, uh, I won't sound like um, I'm dying. <laughs> but with that being said, I'm really, really good. How about yourself, man? How have you been? Yeah, I'm doing really good. Um, we're actually doing a really early morning podcast this time. It's nine forty six, and um, but yeah, I really appreciate you coming out and you know doing this podcast. You being sick again. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just don't know how to take care of myself <laughs> as a person or as a human being. Uh, Is that why you're here on the show? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. essentially it. Like, I need like emotional nourishment, and also I, I enjoy your company. Uh, in general, uh, but uh, hopefully I don't get you sick. So oh that's no, what I'm I haven't. About. I haven't been sick lately. Right. Um, I guess I. I guess I have a strong immune system. I don't know. Yeah, knock on wood, huh? Yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. Good. <laughs> that's that's. Uh, uh, you may not know this, guys, but uh, we're recording at a different location. So he knocked on a wooden table <laughs> that is my own. Okay. So um, we'll see. That same wooden table that probably has like a bunch of my own bacteria on it. But whoa, who knows? okay. Who well, knows? he's got a strong immune system, right, guys? So I hope we should so. be okay. <laughs> all right. So um, today we're going to talk about disappointment. Mm. And what's interesting is that um, we're actually recording with one phone this time, um, and we're actually in really close proximity to each other. So this is going to be so close. Okay. (laughs) Well then. Sorry. This is going to be this is going to be a very intimate one. Mm -hmm. Physically. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I think this uh, this um, this particular feeling, disappointment. Right, is something that I think is very close to all of us, um, or everyone at least I know. Um, we're hoping that um, we provide a little bit of like you know um, our own like personal experiences, something that everyone can kind of relate to, but also like different insights that I think we've developed yeah. over time with it. Um, so yeah, enjoy that. Uh, but uh, one thing we don't want is hopefully you don't get disappointed by our disappointment uh, podcast. Um. I can't help to make that joke. <laughs> Like, I really can't help but to make that joke. Okay, God. Uh, But yeah, what what was the most recent moment you felt disappointment, Cedric? The most recent moment I felt disappointment. Um, Okay. So, I'll be honest. Um, It's it's in my art form. It's it's through dance. Um, It's it's tough because um, it's usually when I'm trying to, like... um, it's in with both so I'm on two teams mm-hmm. and on both of them I feel 
disappointment because there's a shortcoming um, in particularly like in in my movement and execution of the movement. Okay. And I think the disappointment is really compounded um, by the idea that, well, it's more, to me, it's not, the reason why I'm really disappointed is because it's, what I feel is the shortcoming is uh, is a mental game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm not quite mentally um, able to move forward or to develop at the rate that I feel like I should be. Mm-hmm. And that's like really important to kind of note because um, I think when it comes to like disappointment, mm-hmm. uh, it's this idea of like expectation, but it comes from, but you, sometimes it comes from outside um, and sometimes it comes from the internal. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's very much an internal disappointment. It's a disappointment I kind of press upon myself uh-huh. to try to achieve and do better. Right. Um, and for one, um, I cut myself a little bit more slack for one team. I cut myself a little bit more slack on it. On the other one, I feel like I feel a stronger sense of disappointment in myself because I feel like I'm entitled to, um, be doing better or, uh, to not be struggling as much as I am. Right. And I really find that. Um, troubling for myself because I think for a lot of people um, you know um, when you are feeling disappointment um, no matter what it is there's a the feeling of disappointment is it's a tough feeling to to be a part of because depending on how you are right it's just it's one of those feelings where it just drains you and it occupies your mind and your ability to do anything um well but at the same time it's not something that for myself at least i ha- i really can't ignore and it's another one of those things where i just feel like i don't really have like um i can't really rationalize it away Okay. And uh, I, what I have to kind of realize is that when I'm feeling my sense of disappointment, like there is like a sense of process that I have to go through to deal with it because I am a person that is always kind of like wrapped up in my feelings and what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And what I think is like really important with most people and dealing with disappointment is not to get wrapped up. Okay. Uh, and not to feel like, and, and this is really important to not identify with disappointment as like a moniker of who you are. And even though I'm 31, like there are times where I, I, I feel like that thought still seeps into my mindset even though reality is i do know better but you know when i get overwhelmed in feeling i i I tend to say the phrase like god you're like you're such a you're like you're disappointing everyone 
and you're such a disappointment and like that's not something that you know we want to that's not something you want to start investing in as a thought uh thought or mindset right so right and so i think about that from time to time as like and then but i think with anything that goes on um especially when i'm in because in my dance right you know when you and this is like really important. The reason why I think it's proportionate about my disappointment, mm-hmm. like why maybe I feel like it being so heavy, yeah, is connected to my level of care for it, okay, and my passion, mm-hmm. like, and I, and I think that's something that's important for you to to realize. Like, you're only gonna feel um, really disappointed in something when you really do care about something, and like, it's funny because we're talking about care. Um, in the last episode, right, and and I talked about my ex girlfriend and how much she was wanting me to be a different person, mm-hmm. and and she she wanted me to have a different life goals, whatever it may be, but she was so disappointed in my choices, and but I still felt like that's how she cared, and that's what you realize about disappointment. It's like like you only feel this crappy. Because you're you're not succeeding at something you really care about, mm-hmm. and it's reflecting off, and you feel like it's reflecting off of your character, mm-hmm. and that, and in that moment of disappointment, mm-hmm. uh, you start to really think about, well, what should I do, right? What should I be doing? Why is this failing? Or what are my expectations going to be? Right. So. You know, I think about that. Um, I think about that level of disappointment. Like, I have, like, a very internal one. But then, just like I said, like, there was, like, moments where, you know, people in my life felt disappointment for me. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest. There are moments where I felt disappointment in others. Um, so, and I think sometimes, like, we have to think about, like, okay, like, the, the flip side of both of those things because they are two different feelings I think that we have mm-hmm. and so um, I mean I don't know how about this Alex um, well when was the most recent moment you felt disappointment in, in something or someone else um, so the, the most recent moment that I felt disappointment in someone else is um, was definitely um, with my mom um, wow yeah so uh, I'm sure if if you guys got a chance to listen of how um, I ran away from home on my uh, first episode, um, there was actually more detail into it, and I feel like this is a good time to kind of talk about it as well because it really dealt with disappointment. And the reason why I was disappointed with my mom because she was not working at the time, um, and um, the reason why she wasn't working at the time is, um, like I said before, is that she believed that. Um, that money would fall from the sky and save the house because uh, that was the type of mindset that she had. She felt like she was in a, she believed that God would take care of her in any form of way possible that see fit for her in the most um, miraculous uh, way possible. And to me, that didn't make any sense to me. You know, why would you, do, why would you give up your job? Why would you... Um, why, why would you not do anything to help the house? Because 
God didn't really pay for the house. You chose to buy this house for a reason, and it should be your responsibility to take care of it, even though we're dealing with certain situations when we are getting foreclosed on. Um, and literally, she stopped paying the bills. She stopped paying the water bill. She stopped paying the electric. She stopped paying the gas. And she stopped paying home association uh, for, you know, cleaning, clean, uh, t- taking out the trash and and that kind of um, utilities in that sort of sense. And literally, I became the provider in that situation at the age of 17 when I was working. Jeez. And when I was going to school. Um, I actually graduated when I was 17 from high school. So I was go- so I had a part-time job working at Baskin Robbins and I was um and I was uh um going to uh Coastline Community College. Um and, and literally I was pretty much using my whole entire paycheck from Baskin Robbins just to survive in that house. And literally over that pa- past um scenario of 3 months I just said, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. I cannot provide for my mom, for her um, um, inability, for her, um, I'll just say it out, for her stupidity, and mm-hmm. all due honesty, that's how I feel, right. for her not to take care of the house, mm-hmm. and for me to put all the responsibility on myself just to to live in that house. Right. So I I decided the scenario where I was where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pay for this. Because I'm in a situation where I should be learning about myself. I should be learning to be a grown-up. Right. And take care of myself. I'm in no position to take care of someone else at at my state of mind where right. I currently am right now. Right, right, right. So what I did was I stopped paying the electricity bill. I stopped paying the utilities, you know, mm-hmm. gas, water, and everything, just to see if my mom would do something about it. And over over those past few two or three months, she did nothing. She did absolutely nothing. All she did was pray. And that was it. And I have no, you know, I have no... Um, ill will, ill will towards prayer. You know, I pray all the time too, but I always do something about it in the process. Hmm. You know, I always want to hold myself accountable to it, well as to just praying and ex- expecting some special magic to happen and not do anything about it because you felt like you already did your part by just praying about it. Really, was her side of the story. Hmm. You can't make... I remember talking to one of my priests about it when I was really in the state of disappointment and really just in the dark dark depths. And when I was talking to one of the priests, he said, you know, you can't make a mirror out of hay. Hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, yes. (laughs) Okay. But, okay, can you kind of... uh kind of explain what that kind of means to you so the pretty much the idiom that he was um explaining was when he told the story about um someone praying uh-huh. um hoping that he would get a, a million dollar home oh okay and then you know a random um a visitor was stopping by just you know who was right. a close friend to him right and he saw that situation uh-huh and all and he went into the barn grabbed some hay uh-huh. and literally just rubbed his hands 
out with the hay in between. Uh-huh. And he did that for a straight 10 minutes in front of his face while he was praying. Okay. And literally what... And then, you know, the friend who was praying suddenly said, you know, why are you... Why are you what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm, I'm making a mirror out of hay. Hmm. And he just said, but that's impossible. You can't make a mirror out of hay by just constantly rubbing, rubbing, just rubbing it between your hands for, for that long. Uh-huh. And he says, you know, I can definitely say the same thing to you since you've just been praying and not doing anything right. to hold yourself accountable to it. And that's, that's exact. Wow. That's a really powerful narrative because it's, it's this idea of like, yeah, like how you're, what you're doing is not doing. It's just, you know, you're just sort of hoping. And I think when, yeah, when inaction occurs, oh man, that's got to be the biggest form of disappointment. Someone feels like, look, there's a problem that needs to be solved and all you're doing is literally nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and it's tough because it's like, you know, I think in other people's eyes, they might think like, look, I am doing something. And, but in other people's eyes, you're not doing something. And I always feel like that's like the key kind of like discrepancy about disappointment. Mm-hmm. One person thinks you're doing nothing while another person thinks they're doing something, right? That's like a key avenue of like, um, uh, of disappointment, uh, a key avenue about, um, disappointment. The, and then the other thing is just like when you internalize it, right? Like, oh, I could be doing more, mm-hmm. but, and then it's like, and then you just kind of like, oh, so therefore I'm not doing anything yeah. until I get to my result. And right. you know, it's like a very result oriented kind of idea, mm-hmm. right? Disappointment mm-hmm. is about reaching a goal mm-hmm. and, and landing it. So keeping that in mind. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I think for the most part, so, okay. Well, let me, let me ask you this, Cedric. Um, you know, I, uh, like while being in the situation where you felt really disappointed at your moment in time, like how I really liked how you talked about how you kind of really embraced the full impact of, of disappointment that you really had to feel it, um, just to, you know, you know, how, really understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is that, um, what do you think helped you grow out of it or cope with it? Mm. Okay, so I like I am a very systematic person, Alex. Like I'm very like to me like I believe in systems. Like okay, being able to set like clear right steps and goals mm-hmm. in order to deal with something. So. Out of all the people you could have asked this, probably I'll be probably the most like regimented that you've probably oh, ever heard. Right. So when I run into disappointment, right, one thing is that like depending on the scenario, mm-hmm. right, um, uh, I make two choices. Like one, do I have the time? Well, the first choice is like, do I have the time to to feel it? Mm-hmm. Or uh, or do I not have the time and do I have to, to push through and save it? Yeah. So if I have time to, you know, pull it away, yeah. right? So I take time, I go to the side, and I just kind of like, 
allow myself to be really sad, right? Mm -hmm. To really fully fledge this idea of like, look, like you like saying the phrase is like going to the nth degree of it. Like you messed up, you're not doing it, you know, sort of what we would consider like these quote unquote toxic thoughts. But once I let that feeling kind of spin in, right, I start to recurb that narrative about like, okay, like now that you've felt all of this through and you don't want to feel this again. Mm -hmm. So like you, you like, okay, how are you going to develop in a way that's going to make sense? While at the same time realizing like, look, what's the truth of this situation? Mm -hmm. And so I, I think about asking myself a series of questions to kind of deal with that. Right. Then from those questions, whatever answers stem out of them, Right. I start to think about practical solutions about who I am. Now, this is where it's tricky because what I think tends to become problematic um, for me sometimes is that you try to set like tasks that you can do, but they are, I guess the word I'm going to say is like more loftier than uh, than you actually are capable of doing. Mm -hmm. So you have to even think smaller at times. Okay. So let's say, for example, right, like, um, well, we'll stick with dance. I'm not getting the choreo piece. And you're like, and then I go through my steps and then I get to my solutions. And let's say my solution is, okay, I'm going to, I can't have one of my solutions be practice more. Because then it's like, well, that's really vague. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a solution. Mm-hmm. But it's not one that makes sense because it's like, well, when will you do it? And right. for how long? And what will you be practicing and stuff like that? So for me, I begin to lay out what specific things I'm going to do. Like, let's say like, okay, I'm going to practice on Tuesdays, right? Just this section only uh, for 15, 20 minutes. Because mm -hmm. I used to be like, I'm going to practice just this section for an hour. Then I realize I get so bored. And then it just becomes like unproductive. So then I'm like, okay, then we try to do this. And then I have to think about how am I going to gauge my progress? And I think what's really cool, right, is um, like what I don't do a lot of and I need to be doing a lot more of yeah. is really thinking about how far I've come. And that's something that a lot of people, um, I don't know, they don't tend to really do if they feel like there's a goal right in front of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when you're looking forward ahead, like for something and you can't quite reach, right? You don't bother to look back and be like, wow, like you're doing great. Like keep going. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, you only think, God, there's, oh God, it's just so much. Right. And you're trying to go, you're trying to keep, continue to reach for that goal. And each time that you fail to do so, you're like, ugh, you know, like you think about all of that stuff. So I have to, again, and the other thing I kind of redo is sometimes when I feel like it's a consistent behavior, I have to recess the whole, the whole goal in general. Like, why am I really doing this? Like, what is this goal for me to do? Mm -hmm. And, from there, it kind of revitalizes me to like continue to keep going, to kind of to reamend, to to rehash, and to come up with new plans 
and then making sure if they work. Now, if they fail, that's okay. Like, you shouldn't ever think, oh, I figured it out. Like, I know what to do now. Mm-hmm. Like, you should think, okay, this is a new idea. And if this new idea works, we keep what we got. If it doesn't, new ideas. New ideas, new ideas, new ideas, new ideas, new ideas. To me, it's about, it's not really about like solving the issue. It's about um, like right away, right? Mm-hmm. It's really about developing an understanding of how to move, how to get to your tasks and moving forward. Being consistent about understanding what to do, what to do, what to do. And so to me, that's how I kind of cope with my like disappointment. Like one, I let it, I let it just get up in me and just kind of like wrap me up. I want to feel that emotional state because I want to understand every aspect of what's going on, right? You know, not just logically, not just, you know, in the situation, but also emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, and from there, you know, once that, once I've kind of like heard that out, um, I really start thinking now, okay, like what, from all the information and data I've kind of like gathered, like, okay, let's go forward. What, how, how can we go forward depending on how you are? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and so that's something that's, I think, really important because I don't know if this is true to you, Alex, but for most people, I don't think a lot of people like to be disappointed. Oh, <laughs> I I no I feel like that's a general thing. Like, I mean no, I feel no like feels like no one likes being disappointed. Yeah, but the thing is it's like this, right? Like nobody once they're disappointed, nobody wants to stay disappointed. Oh, like they don't okay. want to be like and for me it's like I'm everyone I I'm, in a sense what I'm saying is like I'm finding that natural instinct to just rush out of it, you mm-hmm. know? Um or to rush to a conclusion to to kind of deal with it because for me when i try to do that i end up with solutions or or methods or do i'm just doing things that make zero sense for me and it leads to further disappointment oh i see and so that's why i think and this is what i say a lot like when you sit in your disappointment for a little bit longer than maybe the typical you might come to realize that there are are larger realizations that you could be making in, in those things. To me, my greatest moments of like understanding mm-hmm. of things right. came from massive forms of failure. Oh, okay. So I think about that, like I think about how disappointment, right? Like is like this mechanism for what I consider could be tremendous growth. But what I worry about in it is that people, like, they don't want to feel it. Like, they don't. Mm, like, yeah. they want to be successful right away. They want the opposite of what disappointment provides. And I just think to myself, like, that's not necessarily wrong to do. I just feel like there could be a different understanding of of disappointment. Yeah. And thus, a maybe a different and even better understanding of how to grow and whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll ask like, um, because I don't know, that's just me though. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Alex, what do you think? Like how should disappointment affect our lives? Well, I'd say, I'd say this. Um, you can't really get away from disappointment. That's, uh, 
I, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> well, because either in some form or way, you will always feel disappointment at a certain point in your life, whether it be big, whether it be small, um, whether it be you know really impactful in your life, or whether it be not. Um, but yeah, I feel like disappointment is something that you should allow to to happen, honestly. Because that is usually when a negative emotion occurs, it it's always signals something with in your your mind in your body saying that, hey, there's something wrong with me, you know. And when you feel that disappointment, it's important to acknowledge it. Because I feel I agree with you in that sense that we need to feel that certain. Um, that we need to feel that um, negative emotion sometimes within our body, so that way we can grow out of it. Um, I feel like that's how you can grow as an individual and as a person. Um, that'll help other people as well. Is that when you feel that certain disappointment, really embrace that whole fact and whole entire factor of it, so that way it just gets into um, your system, and then really realize, you know. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Not so bad at all. Yeah. I. I think a good. A good topic would. <clears throat> would be is. Um, I feel like there's something that's. I. I've been hearing this thing about. Um. You know, schools giving out participation trophies. Oh, okay. You know, and to me, it feels like they're eliminating, that factor of, feeling what it means to have disappointment in your life and really grow from it. Mm-hmm. It just it feels like it's creating a stagnant environment. That's in my opinion. I don't know. Uh, what do you what do you think about that, Cedric? Um okay so to me it's like I think there's like something because uh, this issue uh is more controversial than I thought it was gonna be. Oh really? Right. Yeah. So a lot of people I think um a lot of people I think agree with you in this particular sense where it's like um it's this idea of like yeah like um for those who don't know it's like participation trophies or like um like ribbons or 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 trophies given to uh youth leagues like you know like I would say like mm, I want to say like to like fi- like to 5 to between the ages of like 5 to 10 maybe uh-huh. or 12 I right. it could be even higher um i think they were made famous in soccer um and it but their awards just given to people uh, for for young people who are simply just on the team mm-hmm. right um there's nothing behaviorally wise right that would make them or i mean not necessarily that but like there's no first second third or uh, it's just like you thank you for thank you for your service in that kind of sense. Oh, okay. But um, with that being said, like a lot of people are, yeah, it's like it's cutting out what they believe is the point of sports, which is to develop character and a competitive nature, mm-hmm. right? Like to kind of like help them into a sense prepare for the real world, to succeed in the real world. Right. And what they're worried about is like it's an incentive to, to be mediocre or to be like... Uh, to just be like, oh, okay, like it's you, all, you, it, you, you don't, you don't. It's okay to just be whatevs, right? Like, like, like it's okay to be average. Yeah, like oh. it's okay to be average, or like, hey, like even if you lost, or even if the team does not do well, thanks. 
uh, like you know, and whatever it may be. And I and I and I think about that. It's like, like, and I get that. Like, I get like because I see like videos and like you know, like you know, new segments. And the logic, to a degree, makes sense. But what I think people forget is that we live in the legacy of the other kind of culture that we have now. Right. Where, and this is funny from my perspective because I'm a teacher. I live in the legacy of where we only awarded first, second, and third. And um, only second and third, no first. No first, first, second, and third. Oh, okay, sorry. I live in yeah, like you know, like the 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 like accolade to the to those certain things right and what i've come to realize is that when you have like a group of young people and you're involving them in competition and sports and and and, you know activities Mm -hmm. and they're trying to find out to a degree a sense of who they are through these activities Mm -hmm. and whatever it may be we're starting to put value on something that I don't know if is really the best thing uh, for society to always do, mm-hmm. which is like, we're only going to put, we, the only value that we had was like victory, mm-hmm. glory, or, you know, like, um, you know, excellence, um, or like, um, like talent or skill set uh, of a particular, um, of, of a particular sport or activity or whatever you're doing. And as a young person, you have to think about that, that like excellence or like, like doing well at something is kind of like a drug. Like, and if you like, and it's like, if you feel like you're going to get it, like you're going to get it from somewhere, Mm -hmm. you're just going to do it. Mm -hmm. And even though you may not actually like it, the idea that other people like you doing it Mm -hmm. or other people expect you to do it because you do it so well Mm -hmm. the pressures of that right that shapes a mentality in some people and i and i've dealt with students at times where it it deals with this idea of like oh like i'm going to be right like like i'm a winner in this Mm -hmm. and i this is what i do and like i you know i don't need to do anything else and it becomes problematic when I'm trying to broaden horizons. When, because immediately students will come in and they're like, this is not for me. I actually have this horrible, like, and this is bad. This is going to be like, this is going to sound like trash oh, talking. Oh, okay. okay. Tra- wait, trash talking on your students. Mm, not just students, on dancers. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, okay. Okay, but it's a combination of the two. So here's what happens. So do you remember jocks in the 80s like night like uh like uh athletic jocks they're so like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so like the the persona of them right they're kind of like dumb and they're like they're like they only claim to fame is that they're really good at like an athletic ability and you know they're really popular and whatever maybe yeah and it became a stereotype yeah it's a stereotype recently Uh uh-huh so if i told you that stereotype still kinds of like still kind of exists, right? Okay. Today, but not where you think it does. Uh, you would be surprised because, I mean, it does, but it's in, it's in like dancers. It's like in high school dancers or people who dance in high school. Okay. And the problem is, it's like with the advent of YouTube, the advent of like 
like suddenly like these kids have a viable career option right to just invest completely in dance so when i see them at school at times and now i'm not saying all of them okay right but i feel like there is a growing trend of this idea of like i would talk to students and they feel checked out because they honestly don't have to be checked in okay because where dance used to be not a viable career opportunity you're telling young people like look at all of the admiration i am getting from all of this stuff uh from whatever it may be and because they had learned probably that mentality earlier from mm-hmm. values of like first second third or like you know like look if you if this is the only way you're going to be recognized about these things you know like then then that's the only things you should be going for then when i'm seeing it in like kind of like in dancers and youtube they're like they're going for things that provide instant recognition oh okay so- right and like like grand recognition and everyone is fueling for more recognition and that comes from the idea of like look we're having a party to celebrate you know uh the first place or the number one player on our team and that's it or you know whatever it may be and it's just like or there's only going to be special tournaments for you know like whatever maybe and i i understand that to a degree but what i want and this is where i'm different on or the opinion of participation trophies are different is to me like i never really understood why you would think getting a participation trophy was incentivizing um i guess mediocrity because if you still have first second third that's that incentive i would feel like would make more sense like it's just like look here's your participation and i think acknowledging participation is really really important um and i think that's the main factor that people need to need to realize like sometimes it's more important just to participate than it is to just do something right that you think you're automatically going to be good at mm. because think about that in in a, in in your lot of scenarios like if you felt like you couldn't do that thing well would you even attempt to try if you knew disappointment was going to be down that road and you're just like no for most of us no why and then we think why not mm-hmm. it's because like why would i do that to myself mm-hmm. but i think when you think about young people right like like that's the behavior we kind of set in forward in mentality like to acknowledge that like hey i'm glad that you came like i'm glad that you're here right um we couldn't be this team couldn't exist without your participation and your recognition should be acknowledged like that's important that's important when you're working together and no longer thinking of just yourself right and because you can't have so many people who are trying to like constantly like win but in their own ways you need to be able to be like okay we can work together it's better that we participate and move together then we try to we try to move in the same direction but in separate ways or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So because I've been on the other side of that. I see. Like and that's like the biggest form of disappointment. When you see when you see people all trying to strive for something and then they're being recognized for 
their like I guess act or their their sort of like actions, mm-hmm. and you're not. Yeah, and that's a lesson I don't know if you want to teach your kids. Like, like I'll tell you this on that. It's it's something that you can't and you can't like you can't like hey like no no kid should learn disappointment like no, 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 no. like that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like at from the lesson of disappointment or from disappointment, what lesson do you really want your kids to learn, and how do you want to learn the, the disappointment? Because it's one thing to be like when I see a when I see a kid who doesn't get recognized, right? I see two scenarios mm-hmm. of their parents. Mm-hmm. It's the first parent is like, "Well, you should have tried harder. Next time, you just got to work harder. You just got to go. You got to do it. You got whatever it may be, right?" And the second scenario is like, "Hey, like, I'm glad that you did your best. Like, you you went in there and you did something. That's really important." Now, the first one is troublesome because the disappointment is compounded by their parents. And then it tells them that whatever effort they had put in prior had no value. Oh, I didn't or, realize that. No. Well, it's like, it's, think about it, right? Like, it's like, you should have worked harder. Like, oh, you, didn't, you, okay. didn't meet, you didn't reach the goal. Ergo, like... Like, it literally just totally destroyed the whole fact that they actually even tried. Yeah, like, why do I even exist? Like, and imagine if that was their kid's best at the time. Okay. And it's a kid. So then you just tell the kid, like, oh, like, you should have tried harder. Or, like, you need to practice more. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I don't think that's absurd because I hear parents, like, say that all the time. And, you know, like, you know, like, you need to focus more. You need to do this, whatever it may be. And, you know, a kid is like, like, you know, that's just very disappointed. Mm -hmm. And you hope that it's like, oh, that's going to build character so good. But at the other end, it's like, that's a risk. That's a 50-50 critical, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, but the other one, it's like acknowledgement of that. It's like, hey, you you did your best, right? Like, that acknowledges at least the level of participation. But it also has its risk, too. It's like, oh, like. Yeah, you don't have to try that hard, right? Like, uh, to be recognized. Because ultimately, I think we don't realize how powerful recognition is in our life. Like, mm-hmm. And when we fail to reach it, that level of disappointment is something that we feel so invisible. Yeah, I, I definitely agree to that. And you feel so, like, hollow. And I don't... When it comes to participation trophies, like I have, a, I have a weakness for young people. Like I just, I just do. Like it's not okay for for like young people to to just. I don't want them to to feel separate um, from their colleagues. Really, like if they can, like I want them to be the best that they can obviously be. Mm-hmm. Right. But I also want them to be, you know, I want them to not believe that the only reason why they should be doing this thing is so to be recognized or to to get first place or to to, you know, to get, you know, um, 
accolades from like you know their teachers or parents or you know friends or whatever it may be mm-hmm. like to advance themselves socially because I feel like that's a path that people don't end up being happy with and so it's it's about that notion it's about it's about balancing those two things mm-hmm. and I'll be honest regular participation trophies are kind of like dumb yeah but for me it's individual recognition awards like best plays stuff like that that makes the most sense yeah who's like like in soccer who's the best saver yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like yeah who's the best striker yeah yeah your best striker or like you know um you know most most plays made in a game yeah right stuff like that like then because then it shows like look we recognize that you you did well you know like in this particular part or you know like uh or that we did this and whatever maybe and it's about for me it's Sometimes because I just, guys, it's, it's annoying because mm-hmm. I'm around kids who are like, they're really smart, but they don't, they don't want to work with people or they don't want to do certain things or because they feel like, no, this is dumb and I don't, and I don't see the value in it because it's not going to make me look good. Oh, okay. It's not going to. And then I'm like, that, that doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. going to be doing things you don't want to do. You just need to participate in them mm-hmm. and you just need to like, so what if you're not the best? It's important collectively we work together in the group, but like because the way you know disappointment like kind of like drives like value, mm-hmm. you know like it's like oh like like hey like you better get this done or you better do this or you know like this is like the only way you know you're good at something is if you do these and these and these and these and things mm-hmm. and it's like and then you should only do things you're good at or do 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 and it's just like damn it. Because, like, I want you to do things you're not good at, but make you happy, too. Mm. That's and, interesting. you know, like, you got you to gotta realize that there's more than happiness than recognition of others. Yeah, exactly. And so I think about that in that regard. And I think about, you know, like, um, just, like, how, like, um, how it will outlet to every single thing in your life, right? Um and in, in, our, in our particular sense, right, like to, to kind of like round it out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, so like, like disappointment is going to function in like different ways. It's going to force us to do different things. I think it's a very complex layered emotion, right? Yeah. And the one thing I see it kind of best depicted is kind of like in art. So like, I mean, for you, mm-hmm. right? Well, let's, uh, let's, t- let's uh, rewind just a little bit okay. on the subject because I feel like what... Um, at a young age, they don't realize um, that um, they should they should um, really have that sense of recognition rather in themselves and not outside of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like they. Uh, I, well, I remember when I was a kid, I would always you know feel recognition from other people. You know, whether it be my parents, whether it be my friends, or 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 alternative family members, because I would always want their recognition. And not realize that it's my recognition that I should, you know, appreciate that, hey, I am doing this. I'm trying. That mm-hmm. I'm doing my very best to be in this certain situ- situation, certain situ- mm-hmm. uh, certain scenario. Right. You know, so I definitely understand that perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to add on that scenario. Mm-hmm. That it's always important that it shouldn't be the people outside you that that you should appreciate recognition from mm-hmm. it should mostly become be 
within yourself. Right. Saying, hey, am I okay where I'm at right now? Right. If I'm not, how do I improve? Mm-hmm. How do I become better? Right. Wh- why am I feeling this way? What can I do to become better? Right. And that's something that makes individuals become stronger, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is if they learn to realize within themselves that it's not about other people, it's about you. Correct. And I think that's that's like a that's like the lesson that people really need to figure out. Like and it's funny because I feel like I'm learning that lesson as an adult. Mm-hmm. And as a child, right? Like I think like it's odd, right? Like it's like to to kind of like you we we want a sense of independence, but at the same time like I think at a young age, you're just like, you don't, you don't know how to do that. And so, but I think that's really like, yeah, like hopefully, right? Like this intrinsic kind of like feeling occurs where it's like, look, I need to, what's in me and what I am capable of doing. I need to be able, like, I need to figure that out. Yeah. And then, and then move forward accordingly or justly. And so I just, I think that's like definitely true. And for most people, that's why it's just like, whenever they're doing things like sports activities for young for young individuals like it's it's something to to keep in mind that like hey like i i just i always hope for like the parent that says like like you know it's like hey like i like a kid's crying because they failed to do something and then the parents like hey like like why are you crying and it's just like I, I didn't do the thing and it's like and then it's just like and then it's like and that makes you cry and it's like yeah and then you want to you, you want to be like like you want to be like us where it's just like like why does that make you cry or like you know like is it because you feel disappointed in yourself and, and then they'll be like yeah and then just be like oh. and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then you get to the conclusion where it's like and really help them. yeah and just be like yeah it's like it's like you don't have to be disappointed in like is it because you think I'm disappointed in you? And it's like, yeah. And then the kid and the kid and you're just like, I'm not. Like and in in you shouldn't or like that's not necessarily you shouldn't be either, but it's like if you feel this way, like just think about like okay, it's okay to feel sad if you feel like you didn't do the best you could have. But let's talk about like how you're gonna do better next time, yeah? And then, uh, well, and then I'll help you out and do whatever it is. So, you know, that's like the ideal scenario, mm-hmm. because like I, you know, I, people don't want to admit how bad it is, but like sports competition, it's more like or you know like yeah like activities like that like art, like it's more traumatizing than people want to care to admit. It's because, like I said, like. The more you care about something, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason you care for it, mm-hmm. you know, it may not be for your most honest reasons, but if you care a lot about it and you're failing to achieve it or failing to do what you consider well in it, it's going to it's going to be traumatic for you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really horrible for you, and you you and if you can't weather that storm. Like, it's going to be something that's, like, it's going to carry on with you in ways that you really don't want it to. Mm -hmm. And so, like, 
and then so if you don't yeah if you, if you don't figure out ways to kind of deal with it like it's gonna be like like a whew, it's gonna be something that I, I I personally would worry about you know going forward in the rest of your life mm-hmm. um because you know you just it's just gonna be tough um but not impossible just real tough mm-hmm. you know I mean like for me right again I I I try to go through it in my art, yeah. And yeah. so, um, I mean, so, like, I'll, and I'll even actively go out of my way to to feel disappointed to, to cultivate my art. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, I yeah. didn't expect that something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So, like, um, but, okay, I'll go into that soon, but, like, let me ask you then. Okay. Okay, sure. How, okay, so how then would, how do you create disappointment in your art then? Um, for how I create disappointment in my art, um... Well, well, my basic way of doing it is um, I would listen to a very sad song. You know, something that would resonate me uh, for the time being that I feel like I share this certain topic with the song. Um, like, for example, I was listening to another song earlier. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's a really... Naji. Naji. Oh, okay. Uh, Naji is a... He's a... Um, an R&B artist. He's uh, one of the newer generations. Um, and there's a song called uh, Lessons. Ooh. And, and it's a really um, interesting song, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. I feel like that song, what it tells me is we have these lessons that we need to learn while growing up in life. And the way he sings it and with um, the accompanying uh, um, artist who sings with him, which is a girl, um, really resonate that emotion and feeling really well and when i'm in that state of mind i just you know flow with it i really like let my body kind of move and how i want to feel in that situation when i feel disappointment feeling that disappointment in myself of why i feel this way Mm -hmm. and while you know while doing all these movements and these um whether it be chaotic whether it be flowy whether it be very um straight to the point um i would record it i would record that scenario and once i finish recording you know my freestyle my session Mm -hmm. i would look at it i would watch it and be like hey this move stood out to me this body language this body movement right here Mm -hmm. tells me how disappointment feels to Mm -hmm. me and how i believe um it'll help other to understand how I'm feeling while I'm in that situation, so I would use that form of movement, that form of um, form of uh, a body language, and apply that to my next choreo project mm. in that scenario. And I would do a lot of copy, cut, and pasting mm-hmm. while creating this whole macro-sized picture of the next choreo that I would be doing. Right. So that's that's how I would. Um, how I create disappointment in in my art in that mm. sort of sense, and yeah, you were saying earlier how you create disappointment in your art. So yeah, um, the key way I do it, um, or the key reason why I do it, is typically in my writing. Mm-hmm. So um, what I like to do is I'll like write like these sentences or these prose, um, and what I've always my objective for each one is to always kind of like do what all those like little quotes do is like to kind of like reconsider like uh an old idea yeah right and for um 
and or sometimes uh, I'll write like maybe even short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I'll typically do is like I'll write like situations that are like very familiar, uh-huh. right? Right. Uh, but in a very like distinct way, like in just like oh, not necessarily style, but like oh, like yeah, like I could have someone. I imagine someone be like. Oh yeah, like I can definitely. I have that. That situation has happened to me. Mm-hmm. Or uh, my other je- objective would be like, oh, like um, I've. That's so weird, but yet I still resonate with it, or like it's that's interesting, or I have like a sense of sympathy for it. And so it's like okay, and whatever it may be. And so with disappointment, right? I draw on like. Um, I draw on my, uh, on, um, you know, like maybe frustrations I have in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, for the longest time, it was like, it was, uh, it was this idea of being unfulfilled in my own life career wise. Right. Um, and then, um, recently, um, I wrote about my father. Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram post, mm-hmm. and I think that one is wrapped up in the wrapped up in the no. Oh. So that one's wrapped up in disappointment, and I think on both ends. Um, so when I wrote about my father, it was essentially a letter. It was a letter that I wrote, um, not necessarily to him directly, but more of like a. It had the letter format, but it was a statement. And the core of it is about disappointment. And the fact um, that when my father left our family, like around when I was around 12. Yeah. um, And from like how I had to live my life prior to that. Or before, after that, but then prior to that, like how he was just really almost non-existent in that life. And it was thinking about how much as an adult now, right, I appreciate like, um, or I don't necessarily, it's not necessarily the word, best word is appreciate, but I think about or I dwell upon the idea of what expectations or what goals or standards I could have had um, if he had what I would consider, quote-unquote, a, be a better father figure. Because um, the long, the short of it is, it's just like, he was just practically non-existent, you know? He was always just, I think, more occupied about being, being a, I don't know, just, I don't think he was ready to be a dad. Okay. And I don't think he could learn how to be a dad and still be my dad. And that's something I had to learn way later. And so the piece is not, I don't think it's um, disrespectful, but it's honest. Mm -hmm. You know, like it comes from my perspective of someone, a son who feels like... I wasn't given, you know, I wasn't given access to, you know, the kind of support that a father should bring. And without that support, I I felt handicapped at certain degrees. I felt outcasted. I felt 
Like I, I think about my potential and where it went, just trying to, you know, you know, survive or I wouldn't say survive, but just trying to be a kid without a dad. And I think about that as a privilege, you know, when both parents are there and what kind of like access and opportunities that kid now has because both parents are able to support that child or the, ch- the children in the family. Mm-hmm. And, but the reason why I wrote the piece is because I had, you know, I have another friend who's in a very similar situation and we had this conversation and he just, him and I landed on two different sides of a coin about it because he was very, he, his father had left and he was so upset with his father, like just so upset. But he tried to make he he tried to communicate with him one time, mm-hmm. and I think the father kind of obliged him. But then after that, like one time, like I think my friend thought like, oh, like I have my father back. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, but then the father didn't keep up his end, and um, or just you know failed to communicate as often as he would like. Right, this is expectation suddenly. And the father just didn't know what to do. Uh, And he became even more upset. And the reason why is because my friend, the reason why he's so upset is because he's, I think he always perceives himself, because this is what he said, like, because he wanted a relationship with his dad. And I was like, why don't you just go out there and, you know, talk to him then if that's really important to you. It's like, no. Because I'm his son and he's my father. And he should be coming towards me because, you know, I'm his son and he's my father. And in my mind, all I could see now is how he probably sees himself. Like he's always going to be that boy and that needs a father. And the boy who's like just so disappointed in his dad for not being a dad, but so desperately needing or feeling like he needs one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when I wrote my piece, I was like, I'm so very different because I realized a while ago that like, just my father was not ready to be a dad. And he had me and I don't know if he did his best. But what I do know is that if he had kept up how he was being a father to me and stayed, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have done as well as I, I had. So him leaving, like, it provided opportunity, right? Do I wish things were different? Sure. But I no longer, what I didn't want to do is be like my friend. I didn't want to be wrapped up in disappointment anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to... I didn't want to be a boy, you know? And so when I wrote that piece, you know, like, I wanted to make it very clear, like, I don't need a father, but you are my dad. So if he ever felt like he wanted to contact or if I, if I felt ready, like whenever I, you know, whenever the need comes by, I would, I would reach out 
but not expecting him to be my father, father. Like, you know, like, oh, like, let's play catch suddenly or, you know, like, oh, you can help me with my SAT studying. Like, th those days are gone. But, you know, like, what I do care about is the reasons why. And that's what it's important to me because, and I knew that because, yes, I let disappointment, you know, like, get into me. I felt it all the way through. And then I realized what I really wanted was an understanding because I worry about this. If I were to become a father, do I, will I end up like my dad? Mm -hmm. What are the tendencies that he did? And I don't want that to be passed down to my son. And vice versa, right? Like, but I need to know like, where I come from before I can do that stuff. And I can't do that with ego. I can't be like, oh, I'm never going to be like my dad or da, da 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 It's just like, I'm my father's son. And sometimes I can see it from things the way I behave. I can't afford to bring a child into this life without knowing the vices that my father, like, you know, possessed or passed down to me without me knowing. Mm -hmm. So to me, it was good to know that when... I was writing one it was very therapeutic to deal with the emotion of disappointment through the through the medium of my like of or through the subject of my father mm -hmm. but more than that it helped me to realize like the point of disappointment for me it was just like it's just it's such an important way of growth at times it's this idea of like you know just Making sure that if you if you want something, right, it's it it's essentially an ideal. And when reality hits it, you are gonna feel disappointment, but how you roll with disappointment, how you're gonna fill in like that space that disappointment opens up is going to define your character and your success through life. So to me, you really, you, like you said, like you can't really avoid it. So you no, got to learn can't. how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. so. so I think about that in all of those regards. And I think to myself, like, okay, if that's the case, how are we going to move forward? And you just said it right there that that's how you would move forward. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and so like through me, it's like my writing uh, in that particular sense. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I create disappointment, I do want to think about uh, when I think about disappointment, I do want to think about like, well, how am I going to move forward in through this disappointment but with the lessons that disappointment kind of gives right and i don't i don't and again sometimes you gotta you just gotta sit like disappointment is not something that it's an emotion that's so natural in our lives that you don't want to just dismiss it out of hand because it makes you feel uncomfortable i just i think that it's really important that when you're when you are disappointed that you just, you be disappointed. 
and then you figure out how to achieve and go forward with whatever your goals are. And sometimes they're big shifts, like, ah, this is not for me, like, but really know why. Or they're small shifts, like, okay, how are we going to get to where we're going? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much how I roll with it. Yeah, in my in my writing, you know, like that's how I actively deal with it. Yeah, well, we we covered a lot of good stuff about disappointment in this uh, short amount of time, per se. Ah, so. uh, yeah, per se, yeah, and um, I feel like yeah, there's a lot to be said about it. Yeah, like um, what um, if there were any final words that you want to say, um, that that's uh, that'll help the, us, you know cope with uh not only just disappointment but just like you know a little quick tip that you just look at real like on a day-to-day basis <sighs> okay okay so i will say this yeah you can have an easy life without disappointment but if you want a meaningful one disappointment is going to be there and i think that's really what matters like you can have you know like you know, a semi, you can have a happy life, um, avoiding disappointment, maybe, uh, but I don't think it would hardly be full, you know, it would be something that would be just, I, I know for myself, like, you know yourself, know the degrees of what disappointment you can handle, listen to yourself, um, and, but also, like, one more thing like don't get caught up in yourself yeah don't get caught up in yourself in your disappointment what about you alex me yeah i I, well you kind of stole my words (laughs) in a way but but pretty much the he just this guy (laughs) but literally like he kind of reiterated from a quote from bruce lee who said don't pray for an easy life pray for the strength to endure a difficult one um which that's like different enough that's not, like different enough. Like, really. I, mean, I would say, okay, like what I'm saying is like, it's just like being able to like have the strength to endure, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, it, but I, for me, it's like, yeah, it's making that choice. And for you, it's like, look, it's like, once you make that choice, stick to that choice. And mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I but t- my bad. I didn't, I, oh my God. I'm yeah. So sorry. Do we Don't have worry. to cut? No. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. but. But but pretty much for my um, for how I deal with like health with it is always remember to judge yourself not on a daily basis. Um, Don't judge yourself on a day to day basis mm-hmm. or at this current time. Judge yourself on the yearly basis. So what I mean by that is this is something I learned from Gary Vaynerchuk. He um, he says that how am I doing right now? Compared to the year, mm-hmm. and how am I doing well right now from when I started? When I just started, right? And uh, pretty obviously, like right. you're you're better of how when you just started doing whatever craft you're doing, right? So that's something to always look forward to: is judge yourself on the long term and on the medium term, mm-hmm. but never really on a super super short term. Yeah, no, you're right because I think. Like, when you expand your gauge, like, your perspective is going to make you feel, like, much better. Mm-hmm. And and that's really important because in doing so, right, like, you're really, you're really growing. Like, 
I'll be honest, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I started like, urban dance, like maybe like ooh, eight months ago. <laughs> yeah, eight months I, ago. I, I, eight, eight months ago, taking like my first class, mm-hmm. and I was like, whoop, this is tough. Like, not just whoop, this is tough. Like, oh, I'm not in, like, I'm oh, too okay. old. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't do, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know. But I was like, okay, no, 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 no. Like, again, settle for your, like. And then now that I look back on it and with this new gauge, I'm like, yeah, I've come, like, I've come, I've come pretty far. Have I come as far as I would like? Maybe not. But when realizing how far I've come, it's still, I'm still very much happy about maybe the level of progress that I'm taking. But it is tough. So just keep that in, yeah, like it makes so much sense to just keep um, keeping it in a medium to long range mindset about your growth. Um, and then try not to do daily, 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 because I think it's up and down, right? You know? Mm-hmm. And so there's a long term trend that's happening. But yeah, it, it, it dips and it dips and whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So you're right. All right, so where can they find you, Cedric, um, social media-wise? Oh, okay. Uh, so it's like, you can find me in, like, my house. Uh, <laughs> so um, oh, find me on social media. Like, um, I have my Instagram handle is uh, papasetti88. Uh, um, and then on my Facebook is just Cedric Papa. If you want to friend me, send me a request, uh, I'm happy to let you know. Just just put a note how you know me, uh, if it's through the podcast uh, or whatever. Because I just, you know, I worry. I'm like I'm like a worrier in that sense. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, um, that's where I am. I hope you guys really enjoyed the podcast uh, this time around. And again, we, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again, Alex. I hope it wasn't a disappointment. Um, but wow. in general, guys, <laughs> this has been really nice to just kind of talk about like something that I feel is very universal in all our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I don't, I don't, I, I feel like you, when you, when you go forward, like, yeah, you're going to run into it. But if you keep going, you know, figuring out your way. You're, you're going to figure out your way. Definitely. And mm-hmm. you can also follow me. Um, uh, my name's Alex, by the way, if you haven't... Who? <laughs> ...been following uh, this podcast lately. Um, but <laughs> it's going to be uh, L3LACKFROST underscore Lee, L-E, Black Frost uh, on Instagram. Oh, uh, I guess my I should spell mine too. I'm very new to this. Um, it's uh, for my... My IG handle is going to be P A P A C E D D Y eight eight, yeah, like eighty eight, like uh, like the DeLorean's uh, miles per hour when in Back to the Future in order to go time traveling. Boom! Oh. Yes, Back to the Future reference <laughs> cannot handle. Oh my god! Okay. All right. All right. But thank you guys for listening, and I. I hope you guys were able to take uh, something from this podcast and have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day. Bye. See you on the next one.